What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. We're a bit late on you this week. Sorry about it. Uh, I, Tyler, I said it on the podcast last week that at least one of us wasn't going to be able to make it this week. And, and it so happened that Cameron and I were both <laughs> unable to record earlier this week. So uh, we are coming to you. Uh, later this week, we are going to double up on divisional breakdowns next week. But I am so thrilled and pleased to be joined by both of my co-hosts this time. Cameron, you are back. Welcome back after a long, long hiatus. It's been a long time. Uh, let me tell you, I wanted to be on Tuesday, but it was just a disaster. Um Flight got delayed. I was supposed to get in the morning. I had to work a half day, so I still worked six hours. Oh, it was just a long, long Tuesday after a long Fourth of July weekend. And then, yeah, you're right. It's been a long time since I was on. Um, so glad to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. I know we made plenty of jokes while you while uh, you were gone. <laughs> uh, thanks for being a good sport about it and still wanting to be friends with us and join the podcast after. I did listen to every episode, so I was like. <laughs> Every time you say something, I'm like, mm, all right, I feel Fishy. slighted, but that's a loyal, that's loyalty that got backstabbed. That's that's whatever. <laughs> Tyler, how you doing? Man, I'm 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 good. I uh, I hope you guys had a a great relaxing Fourth of July weekend. I know I enjoyed a nice three day weekend. Yes, but uh, see these kind of episodes that we're going to be doing, that we're doing today, I should say. Just, you know, brighten the day a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, yeah. it's coming up. You're like, you know what? It's a good day today. It's and it's day. not a Tuesday. Can I add it's that? It's not a Tuesday. It's not a Tuesday. It is a Thursday. We, uh, we're recording on Thursday. You will get this on Friday. Mock Draft 2.0 coming mm-hmm. to you today with our promised guest that we have been waiting to have on for a month now because, yeah, um, mm. I'll leave it at that. Uh, frustrations, frustrations, frustrations. But we have our first guest coming out tonight, and we are absolutely thrilled to share that with you all. But first, um, before we get into the mock draft, uh, there's some big news that happened in the NFL yesterday. Baker Mayfield officially traded to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth-round pick that could become a fourth-round pick. I want to spend at least two, three minutes here just discussing the fantasy fallout of that because then we have a full episode with the mock draft. So, Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers. What were your initial thoughts from both of you? Ty, I'll let you start on this one. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, without cherry picking, you're, you're uh, very credible and uh, very well-structured Twitter thread. That was a great thread. You can, you can, you. You can also find us at FFF Fellows, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Only not two mistaken. Us, but oh, that's good. FF Fellows, right. <laughs> Just I keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I tried, I tried. Um, my initial takeaway was, uh, you know, what does this mean for the wideouts in Carolina? And as a DJ Moore um, manager, I was, a, I was, I felt a little bit better when I initially heard it, but then the more I sat on it, I was like, okay, we're going from like Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> You There's took not... two steps up the flight of stairs. That's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think DJ Moore is still going to get the targets in the offense. Um, but we're if people are expecting anybody besides Christian McCaffrey to really kind of like explode onto the scene this year, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I would agree. I adjusted my stats today, and I didn't change DJ Moore's – place at all i think he moved up one spot um he's gonna get similar amount of targets pretty much the same amount of receptions they had same accuracy stats and i don't think his touchdowns are really going to increase christian mccaffrey has no effect and i'm not expecting every big um resurgence from robbie anderson this year and baker mayfield's not going to be relevant for fantasy football um he'll be like maybe you can spot start him if they play someone really bad but that's about it the only week that you should start Baker Mayfield is week one because we all know that players go off in revenge games. But yes. after that, fade to the sunset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the thing with DJ Moore. 
I was going to pose the question of, is it bad if I don't change my projections on DJ Moore and instead no. just shift all my passing to bait? Like, I just don't, like, I already had DJ Moore statted out 160 targets, right? 1,100 mm-hmm. yards, four touchdowns. Maybe I'd give him another touchdown or two, but, like, he's already maxed out on targets. And yeah. I, Baker isn't a guy that I see that's going to elevate DJ Moore much higher than where his ADP is already. He's going as wide receiver 18. Does he become top 15 now? Like, maybe but like Mm -hmm. i like i can't sit here and tell you like lock it in dj Moore top 15 because baker mayfield's throwing in the football i i just can't like deep accuracy yes baker is significantly better than sam darnold accuracy overall and everything else baker's still not an accurate quarterback bottom third of the league in accuracy that's just not something that convinces me to invest more heavily in dj Moore now as if he's going to be this stud breakout that everybody's waiting for so um, no, I think my I, I agree with everything you all have said. DJ Moore maybe a slight increase, but nothing like astronomical. Um, and then yeah, CMC about the same. Robbie maybe a slight tick up, but again, I just it's just like I yeah. said with Tyler, it's two steps up the staircase. That's it. Yeah. That that's all. That those are the only steps you took up, right? You you didn't jump to Russell Wilson, right? So hundred uh, percent. Any any final thoughts before we get to the meat and potatoes of our episode here? No, it's just, I mean, you look at last year, it happened with a whole bunch of different teams. Mediocre quarterbacks changing spots don't change a whole lot for that those yep. position players. Yep. Unless if you get a star, nothing's really changing. So, yep. Cool. We wanted to bring that up, at least discuss that. But now let us get to the main event of our episode and bring our guest. <laughs> Alrighty, we are back, ready to absolutely destroy this mock draft. And we have, as promised, our first guest on. Uh, he has been a friend of ours on TikTok for, for about a year now. Um, been great interacting with him in the community. Uh, my favorite thing, I mean, one of the biggest Arby's and Almond Joy advocates yes. that I've ever met. It, it, yes. It, it's gospel. It really is. Anybody who disagrees is just wrong, and it's not, it's not even worth debating. Uh, you probably know him as uh, Fantasy Football AZ on TikTok. Max Jacobson hops on the pod tonight. Max, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Of course, dude. I'm ready to dominate this this mock draft and uh, show you guys how to draft from the 108. I see you guys all have top five picks. That sucks for you guys because I'm going to get two yep. elite players. You guys are going to be stuck drafting Mike Evans in the second. So, and we're going to be stuck sniping each other. That's what I hate. That is, yeah, that is true. I am not going to have that issue though, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, you're you're kind of on your own island, which no, yeah, which is good. So we got a uh, 12-team PPR mock draft, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, one flex, five bench players. Uh, so we'll be going through, we'll be explaining some of our picks here. Uh, Cameron's at the 101, Tyler's at the 104. I'm at the 105, and as Max alluded to, he is at the 108. So we're all kind of clumped together, not so much spread out. Max a little bit by himself, but at any rate, I don't think we need to explain a mock draft anymore than, nah. than the audience already knows. So let's just dive right into it. Cameron, you are on the clock with the first overall pick. All right. I'm gonna, no hesitation. That is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so, it's so bad. So Christian McCaffrey is historically the best player in fantasy football history. I mean, he has put up amazing years. In these last two seasons, his injuries have not, has, have not been correlated. Like, it's not like Dalvin Cook with his shoulder. They've been different injuries. In each of those two seasons, he definitely could have come back week 14 or 15 each season, but Carolina was so bad that they're just like, we're not going to bring him back. So I'm not worried about the injury any more than I am with every other first-round running back, and so I might as well take the guy that I predict to be the best player. So bad, so bad, <laughs> so bad. Or I, I, I'm too scared to have an opinion on Chris McCaffrey. Can I say that? <laughs> like, is that okay? <laughs> like... I like I understand the 101, but I'm also I, I don't ha- I don't have the balls to do 101. I just don't. It's it's a fact. Cameron Cameron t- answer this for me on 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 Christian McCaffrey at the 101. Christian McCaffrey if he played weeks 14, 15, 16, and then 17, he would have mi- went from missing 23 games to what 15 or 16. That's still 15 yeah. or 16 games in the last two years. That's still only half the games last few years. He only averaged four more fantasy points over these last two years than Jonathan Taylor did. But Jonathan Taylor's played every single game. He has less career touches on a better offensive line with a better offense. It makes no sense to take a guy who is probably not going to play half the season because he's built like glass in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor played the same amount of games to their first two seasons in the NFL. 
and then McCaffrey started getting hurt his fourth season. So I'm not like I think Taylor has the same amount of likelihood of getting injured as Jonathan Taylor does. You think Taylor has the same amount of like injury concern as McCaffrey? Yeah, I think any running back does right now. No, I, that what? How? Round. Because How does McCaff- that make any sense? Because McCaffrey didn't wasn't getting injuries that were cons- like consistently coming up. They were different injuries every single time. And so that's why I don't think it's like one thing where he goes into the season, you're worried, like, I'm worried about his shoulder. I'm worried about his ACL because there's not one thing. So I think it's just, you know, it just comes down to playing football and how you get hit. So, if, yeah, it, you got to have a little bit of luck. So that's that's why I'm not concerned about McCaffrey. <sighs> We could argue for twenty minutes on this. I'll, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we, we totally could. This like for I feel sure. Like Chris McCaffrey just needs to be a segment in everybody's yeah. podcast. Really, just state where they're at, and everybody is right because mm-hmm. there, there's the upside to McCaffrey, but there's also the like I don't know if I actually want to touch him until the fifth yeah. overall pick. Yeah, and no, that's also true. I mean, he yeah. should either be your one on one, or he should be pretty much outside your first round. It just depends on what stance you take. Because if you think he's going to stay healthy, he should be your one-on-one. But if you don't think he's going to stay healthy, then he shouldn't be really. And you just don't round. touch it. Right. Yeah, exactly. But wh- why would you not just take like Jonathan Taylor and then go trade for Christian McCaffrey and get more on top? Like you're just losing value. I probably could, but I, I mean, I just, I really, really think that he's the best player in fantasy football right now. So I want the best player in fantasy football on my team. There you go. Valid. All right. There it is. Tyler, you're on the clock. 104. What's on your mind? Well, this pick was a lot. Uh... Lot, it's a lot easier now because I was really worried that the guy that, I, that I'm going to take wasn't going to be there. But since he's still there, um, I guess I'll just snag Austin Eckler. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Austin Eckler. I mean, he's 27, aging a little bit, but I mean, he's got PPR upside. I, I find it hard to think that he won't be right around the top five somewhere this year. His I, PPR I was, floor keeps him so safe. I, w- I was worried that it was going to be Derrick Henry as the running back there at four, and I was fully prepared to go Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson there instead of Derrick Henry. But like I said, it, it, that decision was made for me by Team 3 taking Derrick Henry. So Yeah, yeah. So Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry went before that pick. Tyler went Austin Eckler. I have nightmares about drafting at the 105, I'm not going to lie, because this is the point where I'm looking at taking a wide receiver. Like I look at Dalvin Cook. He's so good but he has that lingering shoulder injury, right? And he does get an upgraded offensive coordinator, which I, I some people think he takes a step back and want to fade him. I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. Najee Harris, all sorts of different things being said about his workload, but I think he's still going to be fine too. But I mean, I just look at Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, and I know what I'm getting with both of them. It's so tempting to take one of those two here, but I think I'm still going to take a running back, mostly because I know I can find value at wide receiver later. So I am going to take uh, my fourth highest ranked running back, which is Dalvin Cook. Cooper Cupper, Justin Cooper Cupper. Oh, <laughs> Cooper Cupper. Cooper Cupper. Justin Jefferson. It's been a long day. Maxer is on the clocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think of Max? Um, yeah, uh, I think it's like a pretty easy, a pretty easy pick for me. Um, yeah. It's it's actually not Najee Harris though. Uh, even though I'm a Steelers fan, I, I love Najee. I think. He's a great player. I think 70 receptions from last year of him is not like realistic to expect that again because right. there's no Big Ben. Like I think he still has a lot of reception upside, but they said they want to dial the workload back a little bit. I think if you should go from like 100% of what he had last year to 90, he still is like top five in total touches. Yep. Um, so I'm not worried about like overall workload. I'm just worried about reception upside. I'm also worried about the offense. I'm worried about the quarterback situation. I'm worried about how good the Steelers will be because they're not very good. We are not very good. The offensive line is horrible. Added no pieces to it besides James Daniels, I believe is his name, from the Bears, who it's the Bears. They weren't good. So I'm going to take Joe Mixon. I Are you a Bears fan? Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, you, you are disrespecting the Vikings legend of Mason Cole. Don't forget oh, yeah. about Mason Cole. <laughs> yeah, so I so this actually turned out like really well for me. Um Jamar Chase, Najee, Adams, Diggs. I think that's too high for Adams and Diggs, yep. personally. Uh, I, I love Diggs, though. I think he has, like, wide receiver one overall potential, but too high. Um, Kamara is also too high there, obviously, yeah. with the suspension. He probably wouldn't go that high in a real draft, so it is what it is. We have the, the bots picking, so they'll they'll take him. But this worked out really well. I'm going to get DeAndre Swift. I mean, it's, oh. it's a guy who um, is one of my only three players that I can see fitting my running back one formula that I've discovered and come up with. Um, so 
I have two guys that could finish top five, um, two guys that were each top seven in, in points per game last year. It's just a matter of fact they can stay healthy. So I'll get two really good running backs and, and look for a receiver and tight end and all that later. Yeah, it's crazy to me how far DeAndre Swift is falling in mock drafts. Like getting him at the 205 in a 12 man at the what 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th overall pick. Yeah. And he has top five upside. Like that is that's like, ridiculous. I will, like I'm taking DeAndre Swift at the one two turn, if not early. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've advised a lot of like my followers to get late picks in this year's draft so they can stack yes. like Najee, Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Swift, like yes. two of those four running backs, because you can get two of those guys with like the 108, 109, 110, 111, 112. And like getting Swift in the second round is like such a steal. What, what it feels like is it feels like how we got Eckler in, the, in like the early second last year. That's what it feels yeah. like for this oh, year. 100%. That's exactly what it feels like. That's uh, 100% agree. I think I said when we I, we had made a DeAndre Swift video a while ago, and I had said if he's not the overall running back one, he's Austin Eckler this year. Like you are getting yeah. an insane value on him. So yeah. 100% yeah, exactly. agree. We're, we're huge Swift lovers here. Josh Allen, never take a quarterback in the second round. Tyreek Hill. Uh, this is where the first snipe of the draft is going to happen. I am going to take another running back here. I'm just not thrilled. I could go Debo. Uh, but again, Debo, his value is so volatile with, with Trey Lance at quarterback. I, if Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. is at quarterback, maybe you could talk me into going Debo higher. But I just there's so much volatil- volatility in his projection this year. Uh, A.J. Brown, I don't even want to touch. Mike Evans is a little bit interesting. But I'll, I'll stack another running back here. I am going to take Aaron Jones, who I have projected as a top 10 running back. Tyler, was that out of frustration? Because that's exactly who you were going to take. I know it is. Stupid. I'll pay you $5 after this <laughs> to give me him. <laughs> Buy me a Caesars and it's a deal. I'll trade you to do it for oh, okay, whoever your okay. pick is. Pick Leonard Fournette here and I'll trade him. <laughs> oh, you gosh. Dare. Leonard Fournette is, is, might be on the, on, the, on the back burner. We'll talk about that later. Sure, okay, all right. All right. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Ty, you're on the clock. Man, this is this is really between two players for me. I Mike Evans feels a little early at the late second. AJ Brown, I'm not touching. Debo, I'm not touching. I'm not going to take Keenan Allen because I already have a Chargers guy, and I don't really want to force myself into a Charger stack if I don't have to. So this comes down to Mark Andrews to get positional, you know, to get the positional value and really the wide receiver one in Baltimore. Or finish out the running back stack because the way that it's looking, I don't really want to mess with the running backs after this pick. So I am going to be going with the running back that I have in my top 10. And the man that has been getting straight up disrespected all across fantasy football, that is Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. At the 209? 209. Is that, is that one of those, though, where you just don't think he's going to come back to you in the next round, so you just go on and get your guy and then take the board as it comes to you? Absolutely. Okay. Mm. That's fair. I can understand that a little bit more because I, I, I would agree. I think that's a little bit early, but when you have you know, another six picks and Cameron sitting there knowing how much – I know he's somewhat in on Ezekiel Elliott, too. Um, yeah, go on and get your guy. Make sure you get him and let the board come to you. That makes sense. I can understand that. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Cameron. <laughs> What are you thinking here? I'm sure you would have loved Debo. I'm I'm really thinking Patrick Mahomes here. Stop it. I'm Stop it right now. No, we're not joking. Stop joking. Just... This isn't funny. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really between four guys right here. And it comes out of Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and T. Higgins for me. Hmm. Um, I think they all have really good upside. I'm kind of leaning Leonard Fournette just because, you know, it's a long way to come back on a running back for me. It's a long wait, and so I don't I don't know how, you know how how that work out. So that's kind of why where I'm leaning Leonard Fournette there. If I take Fournette, I don't know if I necessarily want to take Evans as well. Um, so I'd probably go T Higgins, but Mark Andrews is really hard to pass up. Like Ty was talking about with that positional advantage. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna take Leonard Fournette. And I'm going to try it and go Mark Andrews. I usually don't take a tight end this early. I usually punt till the last round and take my Gerald Everett. Um, but I'm going to try it. This is a mock draft transplant. So I'm going to take Mark Andrews right there. You, Max, you had thoughts on Leonard Fournette. You said he was a back burner, kind of a kind of a pick for you. Yeah, I, I I've like been like super high on him, like like so incredibly high on him yeah. over the last like six months. Like 
I was I was like I think the only dude who like was some people to draft him in like the eighth, ninth, tenth round last year, and like that was one of my biggest hits. So I love Leonard Fournette. He got me a lot of credibility, but like I just can't ignore the fact that he looks fat. Like I cannot <laughs> ignore it. Like I know we all saw the picture of him at training camp, yep. and there was there was a video. You guys see the treadmill video? You guys know what I'm talking yes. about? Oh, yeah. It's like I just can't ignore that he literally looks like he's two sixty. Like yeah. Like he could cut it down, he really could. But like a 26, 27 year old running back with a, with a crap ton of career carries, who's also overweight, like that just like is such a red flag to me. He he is going like late second though. Like he's a great yeah. RB two. I think like with his receiving upside, he could be phenomenal. But like he's dealt with a lot of injuries, and now he's obese. Yeah. It's like is he gonna be <laughs> is he gonna be hurt? It's like I, I it's just scaring me a little bit. I'm sure I'll get over it because I'm sure he's gonna slim down. Yeah, but like. It's just concerning that he looks that heavy. Like I don't know if I'm—I don't want to be fat shaming this guy, but like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like it's just a little concerning, you know? Like, right? For no. sure. It's kind of like James we, Harden. He's like James Harden right now. Yeah, it's James yeah. Harden. That's a, that's a, that's, if we're going basketball, that's a perfect comparison, right there. Yeah, he's that's just got the body. It's like super, super talented. Like a great fantasy player should be a high pick, but like you're always worried. Like, is he going to be on the field or on the court because he's fat? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, that's that's and and they drafted Rashad White, who is just looming in the midst waiting to take over it was a great like, receiving back he was easily yes. the best receiving back in college football so it's yes. like that what happens to like leonard france receiving value if say like he does get hurt and then but for some reason or another rashad white comes in and he gets a lot of receiving work i'm like oh we should use him because he's actually really good which I, I don't know if i think he's really all that great like you know what i mean like he's still a third or fourth fifth round pick running back right. whatever right. but like it, it he could get some carries after leonard frank was out an injury that could be like a split backfield so i i, I don't know but I'll, I'll probably still take him in late late second yeah, late second feels like a fine value. I don't think you can go in the first round, take a wide receiver, and then feel good about taking the money as your or feel maybe I should say feel great about yeah. taking the money as your it, running back. I don't hate it though. I don't hate no. it. No, not at all. I mean, again, when you have two running backs and positional advantage on tight end, I think that's fine. Oh yeah, for sure. Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Tyler back on the clock here. Two running backs in the first round. Are you going like ultra hero running back and, and taking another one? Oh, should I? No. <laughs> uh, this is an obvious pick here, I feel like. I, I feel yeah. like it is, too. Yeah. This is um, none other than Mr. Mike Evans. Yeah. Yep. Getting wide receiver one in Tampa. This dude is going to be top 10. Safest floor among, I mean, one of the safest floors, I should say, amongst all the wide receivers. Yeah, easy pick. Yeah, yeah, easy pick with Godwin probably missing at least four to six games to start the year would be my guess. That's a no brainer yeah i agree uh i'm back here i'm I'm, it's keenan allen or t higgins they're back to back in my projections and here's the thing i I, keenan allen he you know he's the 140 targets you know right around 1100 yards seven touchdown kind of guy you know what you're getting every single week T Higgins is also the guy that I could see exploding to be a top 10 wide receiver this year. So, so the real question is, do I want to go bigger upside or do I want to take consistency? I mean, Akita now is getting up there in age T Higgins going into his third year. I'm leading T Higgins, but this is like, again, this is where I have nightmares about the fifth pick like i don't know who like i i'm stuck making so many difficult decisions that i haven't made full opinions on i am going to take t higgins there i i i like his upside more than i do keenan allen's with mike williams in his offense i know jamar chase is in since he's offense as well but like t higgins was wide receiver nine uh tail end of last season when coming back from injury so uh i i, I you know i i'm thrilled with t higgins if i could take two running backs end up with t higgins as a wide receiver one i'm normally very okay with that yeah kyle kyle pitts cam makers max back to you yeah i i mean it's pretty easy right like i'm, I'm taking keenan allen yep um i have two guys on my team that have experienced injuries in the last two years being Mixon and swift and i get a guy who's like a pretty surefire hit for 14 to 15 really elite games so i like that for me uh, i'm back on the clock after james connor mahomes herbert kittle Deontay Waddle, Montgomery, and Terry McLaurin go. I would have liked to get Waddle there or De- or Deontay, maybe even a stack with Herbert and like give myself some upside come playoffs. But I don't love taking quarterback early. There's really no point um, no. if I can get like Matthew Stafford in like the tenth. Like there's the difference between him and Herbert will be like two or three fancy points a game. So I'm not going to screw myself and take a quarterback early. The like obvious pick here could be like Darren Waller and like really stack every position for me. Yeah. Um, 
I really don't don't know if that's what I'm leaning at yet. I, I see a couple of really solid players on the board too at the running back position, being like Brees Hall is a good value, ETN, Dobbins, Jacobs, like even Antonio Gibson's like someone who like I would entertain as an RB three. Um, I think there's a lot of really good value here. I, I really don't like Waller. He's like really low in my rankings, but I think that's like a pure value standpoint. Like getting an elite tight end is really valuable, especially in a 12 man league like this. That's what gives you that like positional advantage over your league mates. So I think I'm going to take Darren Waller, but I don't love it though. And I'd be looking to move him early on after a couple big weeks. I think if you didn't take Darren Waller there and he fell to me, I was told him to take Darren Waller. I, I'm drafting so much Darren Waller and it's mostly because in 12 man leagues like this, it is for that positional advantage and knowing I can find, I like I, the value at wide receiver, I feel like is so deep, at, at least on sleeper, whereas some of these wide receivers are going like, I know I can find a wide receiver too, that I'll be semi-confident in where I can get the easy positional positional advantage at tight end. So I, I really don't mind that pick, even though he's lower in your rankings. Um, I, I'm perfectly okay with that pick. I like that. J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I feel kind of stuck here uh, because I could go wide receiver to pair with T. Higgins and beef up a little bit, but I'm very slowly creeping up on Brees Hall um, and to just solidify three really good running backs right away. I... I think I might do that. Just knowing who I can get at wide receiver two later, I think I'm going to do that instead of reaching down on a DJ Moore, Michael Pym. And I want, I want to solidify my running back. So Brees Hall is my next highest ranked running back. So I will take him there. I mean, Alex Caruso, he's releasing all these great rookie running back stats. Nine out of the past 10 years, rookie running back has finished what? Top 10, top 15, I believe it is somewhere in that. Yeah, range, so. I don't. I, I, I also discovered that. And I, I may have done that a while back. I don't think it has much merit for this year, though. I, I really don't That's think Reese Hall finishes top 10. Uh, but no. it, the, the, the probability is high because of recent years. But like I said in the video like two or three months ago, I was like, this is this will be the first year in a long time that there hasn't been a running back that's been really good yeah. as a rookie. Yeah, no, and, and that's not necessarily like a, a surefire lock. Brees Hall is top 10, but like fair to say it's not out of his realm of possibilities. For sure. Yeah, I, I would say I'd say it's fair. Like the I see the only way that Brees Hall finishes top 10 is if like he has some sort of receiving upside, which he doesn't with Michael Carter there. And also like we haven't really seen like Zach Wilson be a huge like throw to the throw the check down guy, throw right. under the flat. Like right. he is a aired out like F it, we ball kind of guy with a huge <laughs> arm, right? Mm. So, like, he's yeah. one of those guys. So, like, I don't know if I'd even, like, trust Brees Hall if he was the RB1 with no Michael Carter. But, obviously, when we're upside it. And Michael, Michael Carter is one of those guys who, like, isn't all that talented. So, like, we'll see Brees Hall have every goal and carry, too. So, Yeah, the fact that people are intimidated by a fourth-round running back who normally fourth any running backs taken after the third round are just kind of left for dead if they get somebody better on the team. The fact that people are concerned about him is just laughable when Brees Hall is clear in a way the best wide receiver or best running back, excuse me. No. Yeah. And, and it's not even close either. Like his, his metrics in terms of, of a pure athlete and production in college are like, like all time great level. So when you have yeah. like a guy who broke NC college football records and you have a guy who is an elite rusher with elite vision, elite balance is a receiving back in college that we saw him have some flashes of that. Like he has a skill set of an every down back and you have a guy, Michael Carter, who was hurt last year. This reminds me a lot of like Jonathan Taylor, his rookie year with like Naheem Hines there and Marlon Mack. It's like, yep. it's the same exact situation. They traded up to get him in the early second round when he really was a first round pick talent guy, but running backs just don't go early. So that, that's, it's the same situation. They're really similar talent wise. They're really similar in how they play. It, Brees Hall just doesn't really have the speed that Jonathan Taylor does, but it's like the same situation. So uh, it, yep. he's a great dynasty buy for sure. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Tyler back on the clock. What are you thinking here? Man, I, I could go Michael Pittman here. We know what you're thinking. Yeah, we're we're all waiting for it. We're all waiting for it, and we're all waiting for another five minute debate. It's just a bad pick. <laughs> I know it is, and I'm not. I'm actually no, so not looking Michael Pittman, and I'm not looking DJ Moore. Really? There, I'll let you make. Psych, psych. I'm going DJ Moore. I was going to say that's the safest pick there. I, I know that Baker doesn't dramatically like increase DJ Moore's value, but I've got I've got a safe wide receiver with Evans that can offset all the off weeks that DJ Moore has. I'll just take the wide receiver one. Yep. Yep. That's I, I mean DJ Moore is I mean, I don't want to say he's a surefire bet, but 
he feels like he has one of the safer floors at that point, and and you know his what his upside can be. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the floor is like really like pretty safe. Like it's like a thousand yard six reception floor right. with like five touchdowns. But I don't I don't think the ceiling is all that high though. No, in my opinion. No. Yeah, the ceiling doesn't like so many people are ready to jump on it being top twelve. We discussed this before you you hopped on Max of like the the amount of people who are like DJ Moore unleashed. It's Baker Mayfield. Can we like Dude, can we that, just calm down? That TikTok was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. I can I just say like I am glad you like. We're, we're on the same page there because <laughs> it, it infuriates me. I'll, I'll it's, leave it's, yeah, I should, I, I'll, I should be careful what I say. Yeah, I, I'll I, say yeah, yep, yep. No, right there with you. Cameron, you're back on the clock after Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne. Well, I'm going to take who I think is the best player on oh, the board right yeah. now, Mr. DK Metcalf. You need a um, wide receiver. I do need a wide receiver. I understand it's Drew Locke. I understand it. Like he's going to be a guy that I can't watch play, you know, because it's going to be like OBJ was last year where he's just going to have wide open touchdowns and Locke misses them by 15 yards. But I still think that he is good enough where he's going to have some pretty good games. And so if I'm going volatile at wide receiver, I might as well keep it up and go with my next favorite player, Mr. Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams was Damn, man. great in the beginning of last year. And I understand that he had an awful – I mean, it was a rough stretch. But what gets me excited is that Week 18 matchup against Las Vegas, and it just showed that um, Justin Herbert has a lot of faith in him when it counts. He had 17 targets in a must-win game. And so looking to this year, I think that he – you know, they pay him $20 million a year. He's just going to take another step forward in that offense, um, and he's going to have some really big games. So I'm going to take Mike Williams there. He, he might be the single most undervalued player in all of fantasy. Yeah, well, hands right down. We're, that's like one of the other narratives we are going to just push relentlessly until people probably want to strangle us is you are not valuing Mike Williams enough in fantasy because 100%. like he finished wide receiver 13. And when people are like, oh, he's just too volatile for me. I, okay, we just don't want top th- 15 wide receivers on our team anymore. Yeah. Like that's what I say to that. It, it, it's absurd. So. Yeah, I mean, I look at it as it's like getting Tyler Lockett two years ago in the fifth round. You know, every single time we did it, everyone said it was a bad pick and ended up being pretty good for your team. So that's kind of the way I'm viewing Mike Williams right now. It's not a bad comparison. Antonio Gibson, Jerry, Judy, Tyler, back to you. Cam, you're going to be a big fan of this pick. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to stand Cortland Sutton. Over Michael Pittman, really. I thought for sure you'd go with Pittman if he fell to you again. See, here's the thing. I think Sutton has red zone upside, and um, Michael Pittman just does not have the same red zone opportunities. You're going to have Javante, Melvin Gordon, who knows what. Some people really think that Albert O is going to take some red zone stuff, but let, or I guess I totally just went against Corlin State. I? <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> You're talking yourself in circles here. You made the pick. I can just make my pick and we can move on because I know who I'm taking here. Yeah, yeah, let's let's speed this up. <laughs> yeah, we'll speed it up. Uh, I I I want a safe wide receiver too. I'm gonna reach down the board to get him because at this point it's running backs, tight ends, and there's a few wide receivers in between. Amari Cooper, I don't want to touch with um with the the uncertainty with Deshaun Watson, Chris Godwin. I again four to six weeks. I don't really want to mess with that. Allen Robinson, there's still players I like better. Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, too many question marks. I just want the safety and I I value the safety that this pick is going to be so much and people just want to continue underrating him. I want Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver too because I can just plug him in my lineup. I don't want to watch Texans football anyways, but I know he's going to get me 12 fantasy points every single week and I am very okay with that for my lineup. So I am going to go Brandon Cooks there. Michael Pittman, Amari Cooper, Max, back to you. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going a little like off the rails with like a strategy that I, I usually like don't buy into, which is like a quarterback early. I'm, I'm actually not going to take Joe Burrow. I'm going to take Kyler here. Yeah, that's um, good value. I have a reason for that, which will be my next pick. Uh-huh. Um, and that's going to be Marquise Brown when he falls to me. Um, and oh, <laughs> oh, no. That's just Team a heartbreaker. Uh, that's just a heartbreaker because that's just that's just a heartbreaker. 
So I'll, yeah, I'll cut it out of the pod. I, I can I can remove uh, it. Yeah. You can, clip that. you can clip that. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what I meant to say was I was going to stack him with D-Hop, and uh, I'll get oh, yeah. Hawkins there. That's what I – yeah, I, I misspoke. I, I meant to say D-Hop, not Marquise Brown. That, that's probably a reach on, on D-Hop, and, and that's fine. I mean, he's missing six games. He's going to um, take it to court and argue that he should have less, which if it really truly was unintentional of him taking those drugs, then he probably should get less because he's got a, a, such a clear track record. Um, I think he's an elite player when he's there. He has elite touchdown upside. And now that Marquise Brown is there, I think he stretches the field for him, meaning that Hawkins will have more like PPR upside. He'll have more reception yeah. upside because the yardage upside is not quite there anymore. Um, but you got to forget, remember, like the, the Cardinals are going to be bad this year. They're not going to be, they're going to be an average team, like at best. Yeah. So they'll be da- down a lot of games. I like Hopkins' value there. That was my intentional stack. I didn't want Marquise Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything, he didn't hear anything. I mean, and the thing with D Hop, too, when he comes back, you're, you're getting a solidified top. 15 if not top 12 fantasy watchers yeah and and i think with like a format like this of like two receivers that i'm starting like i can definitely get like multiple receivers in these next couple rounds that like i will feel good about throwing my wide receiver two slot you know it's not phenomenal because i do have deandre swift joe mixon like i have a stack running back core i have darren waller as a top five tight end in fantasy i have kyle murray's top five quarterback i have keen allen to like carry the loads like because i'm stacked at tight end and quarterback i can afford to take a guy d hop yeah 100 100 percent Damian Harris, Clyde edwards Elaire off the board next. I just want to grab another wide receiver. Dalton Schultz is sitting there, and I am so tempted to take Dalton Schultz just to have a solidified tight end of my roster. But after going three running backs in the first four rounds, I, I want to sh- shore up my wide receivers for sure before we kind of get to this point of, like, I'm throwing darts at wide receivers. I want one more solid wide receiver on my team. I'd rather throw a dart at a tight end, honestly. Uh, my next highest ranked wide receiver is Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, it's a guy, he's top 20 upside. I shouldn't say upside. He could easily be top 20 this year. Uh, He has top 15 upside. And to get him as my, my wide receiver three after T Higgins, Brandon cooks. I'm, I'm great with that. I'm loving that pick. Tyler, you're on the clock. I would love Dalton Schultz here. Um, But we are going to hit such a steep drop off of running backs yep. that Don't I have it. to grab a running back three. I'm going to grab AJ Dillon here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the man finished running back 23 last year and I don't think it's, you know, too far of a stretch to say that he could finish in the, in the low teens this year, that like 17, 18, 19 range. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to deny the uncertainty that comes with with Zeke. So grabbing a running back like AJ Dillon kind of offsets that for me. That's a that's another thing. AJ Dillon is never a player where you're like, "Holy crap, I scored AJ Dillon." But he's going to put up borderline running back two numbers, whether it's like right above running back two numbers or like he's right on the fringe of being a running back two. To have that as a running back three on your team, I think is so valuable this year, um, especially like you said when. The dip gets so low. Dalton Schultz, Ken Walker. I It blows my mind that Ken Walker is going ahead of Rashad Penny in drafts, and especially in the sixth round. That just that makes me sick. Uh, Cameron, you're on the clock. Well, originally my plan was to go Adam Thielen here because I thought DeAndre Hopkins would fall to me as well. I think Thielen will have a great start to the year, but he is getting up in age, and I don't trust him to finish a full season, you know, full steam ahead. Right. Um, I think he'll be – Fine, but I was hoping, you know, then I got D-Hop coming in week six to kind of take over that. Then D-Hop went, so then I was really hoping that A.J. Dillon would fall and I'd get a solid RB3, and then, of course, that doesn't happen. So I'm going to take Kareem Hunt here. Um, Even with the uncertainty in Cleveland, they're going to have to rely on the running backs, um, you know, just uh, move the ball because Jacoby Brissett's just not going to do it. Um, I am tempted. Usually, right here, I'd go Rashad Bateman, but already having Mark Andrews, I don't need two Ravens pass catchers on my team. Even if I believe in Bateman, I just don't want that because that will end up being a headache. Um, I like Thielen here, but I'm actually going to take the shot on Juju. um, Making a little resurgence. I mean, there is a real possibility he's the wide receiver one with Patrick Mahomes. Um, Not the best pass catcher, but wide receiver one. Right. And if you're a wide receiver wants to match from homes, you're, you you got to produce a little bit. So a little. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the shot there with Juju. Yeah, I like that. I think people are going to start creeping up on Juju once they kind of get over the um, 
Sky Moore fever. I mean, he's a talented wide receiver, but he's a rookie wide receiver, right? Juju is the most seasoned player they have on that team. Um, that that wide receiver room is full, but Juju, I would say, is is the best wide receiver there. So I don't mind that pick. Darnell Mooney, Jalen Hurts, Tyler, you're on the clock. I am really, really tempted by Adam Thielen right here. But I am going to go for probably my favorite stack that I've done so far. I'm going to grab Mr. Tom Brady, stack that with Mike Evans. Nice. Yep. Like that pick a lot. Like that pick a lot. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, uh, man, we're all talking about Adam Thielen. I've got three wide receivers, though. I don't need to – like, at this point, I can't play Adam Thielen if I if I draft him. There's no point in me doing that. So I like the depth I have at my running backs and wide receivers. So I'm really looking quarterback at this point. Two names that are popping out, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I'm just going to take my next highest-ranked quarterback, and it is Russell Wilson, who I have as my quarterback eight. I'm expecting a nice little resurgence from Russ in Denver. Full seasons he's played, never finished lower than quarterback 11. Uh, uh, happily, we'll take that. I think easy top 10 lock this year, no questions about it. Chase Edmonds, Drake London. Max, back to you. Got to shore up on wide receiver a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I will say this. I want to comment on um, on Tyler's pick. Yeah, like Brady there is just ridiculous. I mean, like Brady finished higher than Patrick Mahomes last year. And Patrick <laughs> yeah. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was, was just picked at the three ten. Like you just got guy who had more points than Patrick Mahomes. This this is just, just numbers perspective, right? Yes, more points didn't lose Tyreek Hill four rounds later. It doesn't make sense at all. So. um yeah, this is like a pretty easy pick for me. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and take Traylon Burks. Um, I th- yeah, I think people are low on him for because he has asthma. Like, he ha- he's had asthma for a while. Like, it's not right. It's not like he just got asthma right now. Um, this is the it's it's the same thing. Like, I, I'm not comparing him to Jamar Chase. It's the same thing as last year, where like Jamar Chase yeah. was falling in drafts because people saw him drop some passes in preseason. Like, Traylon Burks has the same skill set as AJ Brown. He's filling AJ Brown's shoes, and he has so many open targets on an offense that needs to throw the ball more. So, yeah, it's pretty easy for me. My next pick is actually really easy for me as well to be Rashad Penny because he is the RB one in Seattle. So I get a really solid RB three and wide receiver three. Jerk. That's who I was going to (laughs) pick. It's a hundred percent who I was going to take once it came back to me. Uh, So after Max took Rashad Penny, Gabe Davis, Hunter Renfro. I mean. This is this is the range where you just throw darts, basically, because there's not a lot of people in this range that I am super thrilled about. And I don't know how many of these players are actually going to make their way back to me. That being said, there's really only one guy left on the board who I have as a top 10 tight end. And I just want to solidify that position. Again, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss six games maximum, right? And when he missed last season, Zach Ertz was one of the best tight ends to have in fantasy. So I am going to take Zach Ertz here just to lock down the tight end position. Tyler, you're on the clock then. What are you thinking? Uh, Zach Ertz. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, Goodness gracious. There's, again, no one here that I really am like awesome. I would love to take him. Right. And I may actually just kind of have to, I may actually just have to reach down the board a little bit for this pick, but I'm going to go for the guy that can just ugly volume his way into relevant. Maybe not. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is no you way. Out of no way. Go get your guy, man. Don't let him, <laughs> don't let him sun you like that. Yeah, I'll go get Christian Kirk. Ah, oh, you jerk. Oh, I don't even like Christian Kirk. I thought you were talking about somebody else. <laughs> no, I mean like there's not really any other I mean Ayuk maybe, but like I got burned by Ayuk last year. I thought about Robert Woods and he misses time, but I don't know. I I think I feel most secure taking Christian Kirk over some of those other receivers. For sure. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking because like I could reach down and go get him, but like I don't I don't want to take him in the eighth round if I don't have to. That's just my instinct. It's just but. not good value. It's just not good value. Like it, it doesn't matter if he's the wide receiver one. It's it's he's not a good receiver in the NFL. So yeah, I, 
I, I don't mind it. It's like, go get your guy or whatever. He's your wide receiver four, his upside. But it's just like, he's not talented. That's the bottom line. Hey, he's, he's, I'm in on Christian Kirk. I just, he's so tough to draft this year because there is that downside. He's like, oh, shoot, $18 million to play for the Jaguars. That really gets me going, right? Um, so Devonta Smith, Dak Prescott, Cameron, back to you. Well, I need a quarterback here, so I'm going to take my next highest-ranked quarterback, which is Matthew Stafford. Um, I can't stack any of my wide pass catchers because it's Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson or Drew Locke. So um, three of them are gone, and one of them sucks. So um, <laughs> looking at wide receivers, again, there's just no one that really gets me going. Um but I think I'm going to take the shot with the Michael Thomas's rehab being a little iffy. I'm going to take the shot on Chris Olave. Um, you know, he's my wide receiver full four at this point. So I'm okay with that. Um, obviously I'm not in love with the pick, but that's kind of, I feel like where we're at right now. Yeah. This is the range where I, again, you just don't love anybody here. <laughs> but you also kind of have to pick and choose who you like and, and who you want at what point. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Tyler, back on the clock after Tyler Lockett and Brandon Ayuk. Man, I... Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to... No, no, I can't do that. I really can't convince myself. I'm going to go down the board a little bit again. Does anyone want to trade for this pick, maybe? <laughs> what, what do you want for it? No. <laughs> just make your pick. <laughs> Whatever your hot and ready is that I buy you, I want it yeah, back right. then. Yeah, you can just keep that. Um, I'll I'll take a flyer, I guess, on, on Michael Carter. It's I, not Dawson Knox? <laughs> I see. I've got – well, so here's the thing. I was a fan of Dawson Knox last year. I had him on my fantasy team. I just I I'm worried about what role Gabe Davis takes this year, and Stephon Diggs is always a presence, so there's nothing wrong with being the third option in the offense, but he's not a vol. Or he, I I really can't say volume. He's really just a red zone guy, and I I don't know how much opportunity he's going to get this year. But, but like like it's slim pickings for you, you know. You got you got no tight end, and like out of the guys who are left, all of them are going to be touchdown guys. That's the only way you're going to score points with these guys on the board. It's like who's a better touchdown guy on the board than Dawson Knox? Yeah, I mean the only other touchdown guy I thought about was Melvin Gordon, just because he's a he's a bigger body down in the goal line for the for the Broncos. But I don't know. Maybe there's some PPR upside to Michael Carter this year that I don't may I again. I'm just taking a, a, a flyer and I'm just throwing darts at this point. Like I don't, For sure. I really have no idea. Yeah. You're yeah. building up, you're building up depth at running back and Michael Carter has at least some glimmer of hope. This pick is a no brainer for me. I, it baffles me that I have to scroll down the board for this guy at this point. We're talking about a guy who's going to be the wide receiver two for Tom Brady this year while Chris Godwin is out. It's it's a high volume play, and when Tom Brady says, "Hey, come join me in Tampa," I, 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 dude's gonna get fed the ball. Okay, Russell Gage is the no brainer there. Is my wide receiver four? Dawson Knox, Melvin Gordon, Max on the clock. Yeah, um, we're at that point in the draft where I, th- I feel like you guys said this a couple rounds ago. I feel like now is when the flyers kind of start. That's um, fair. Like I feel like the guys in like eight nine area, like they're not bad. Like end of round nine is kind of where you get these guys who don't have like a whole lot of upside and you're just kind of hoping for the best from them and that hopefully you can get some value. Um, yeah. For me, like I, I think this is kind of a no brainer and, and and hopefully I can um, not jinx myself again, but I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers and hopefully get a stack here. Um, <laughs> but like, we'll see if the computer doesn't want to let me have it, then I, I won't have it, yeah, but I'm okay. I'm, Oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get Christian Watson. But, oh, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I think – and Alan Lazard's solid. Don't don't get me wrong. Alan Lazard looked great with um, Devontae Adams out. Like, the thing that Aaron Rodgers does is he makes players who are meh look like all pros when he when there's no Devontae Adams. That's because he's back-to-back MVP. So I don't mind getting a second quarterback there. Um, I don't have a lot of receiver depth. Like, I have Burks, Hopkins, and Keenan Allen. Really three shaky guys. So – 
getting another guy who's like kind of shaky is um, kind of, I guess the way I'm going to attack this draft, but I, I have a plan for my next couple picks and there's two guys I really like, and I think they will fall to me. Sure. Fair enough. Mike Kosicki, Derek Carr. Um, yeah, this is, this is just such an interesting point in the draft because yeah, you are throwing darts at this point. Um, just looking at wide receivers, I, I'm not thrilled with a ton. I think I am going to go Kadarius Tony here, just on the the, the fact that Sterling Shepard will will likely miss time to start the year. It's a high upside play. We we saw what Kadarius Tony could do last season. If he even makes any sort of strides forward this year and any sort of consistency, that's probably where he needs to start before he even strides forward. Let's get let's get him on the field and consistent first. As a wide receiver, five, I'm fine taking that chance on Kadarius Tony there. Tyler on the clock. I'm surprised you didn't go Madison there to get a fourth running back. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I'm an idiot because I forgot I had Dalvin Cook on my team for about five seconds. Yeah, that was an idiotic pick. <laughs> Scratch out Kadarius Tony real quick and just wait an hour. Yeah, am I, am, I, am I allowed to remove my player and then you can have Kadarius Tony? Here, I'll, I'll retrade you because I'm, I'm commissioning this draft. I do there what I want. Go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't happen in real life, kids, but... <laughs> Tyler on the clock. No, here's where I'm going to grab my tight end though. And I I'm kind of lucky that he's still here. He's the number two option in his offense this year. He's going, he has more opportunity for red zone targets. It's Mr. Cole commit. That's fair. Yeah. With Jimmy Graham, not there. His, I mean, Jimmy Graham had 11 touchdowns to commit two over the past two years. That has to swing back to commit. Now that Jimmy Graham isn't there, even if commit scores, what? four touchdowns like he was 10th in tight end targets last year i know he's a guy we're fairly optimistic on this year Ramondre, Kadarius, cameron to you yeah I'm, I'm thinking about running back here um the two guys i'm kind of in between ronald jones um because there is a more than zero percent chance that he's a starting running back in kansas city and gets goal line work yeah. um He's not a great player, though, so that, that's what scares me. But there's not really any running backs like that. And the other guy is Rashad White, just as a handcuff for Leonard Fournette. Um, Fournette is 27. He's missed, missed a couple games each season. And like Max talked about earlier, he does have receiving upside because he is a great receiving back. Um, so what I'm actually going to do, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to take both of them. Um, so I'm going to take Ronald Jones and Rashad White there. Um, and hope that the wide receiver I want is on the board when I come back. Um, obviously, not not hoping for a ton for those guys, but just some running back depth with hopefully some upside. Well, with Rashad White, as we just learned, if you're paying attention very closely to your drafts and your handcuffs are still on the board, you should go get them at this point, if not around earlier. So, yeah, 100%. Hunter Henry, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler to you. This one... I'm going to go receiver here and I'm going to grab last year's wide receiver 31 who is in a very explosive offense. And if anyone gets injured ahead of this guy, he instantly slides in and he's instantly in your starting lineups. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Safe slot play. Have to love him. Yeah, That's a good pick. I, I love that pick. Uh, Tyler Boyd has to be to get someone of his safety at this point in the draft is a home run. I love that. Uh, so I'm sitting here, I've got four running backs, four wide receivers. I mean, at this point, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to take another handcuff. I am going to take Naeem Hines here, uh, mostly because there's a plethora of wide receivers that I could see myself taking in the last round here. So I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take another handcuff and Naeem, but, uh, PPR upside. That's the other thing. Matt Ryan could check down to the running back. Naeem Hines has finished as a top 30 running back in previous seasons as well with Phillip Rivers, who also like to check down to the running back. So that's very loose, reckless speculation. But again, to get a guy like that in the later rounds, I'm pleased. James Robinson, Kirk Cousins, Max to you. Yeah, it's like the easiest pick ever. I've made all the drafts. It's like Damian Pierce. Um, like Again, the reason why I do like a, like a pick like this um, is like Marlon Mack is here right now. Um, yeah. and I get both of them. So I get yeah. whoever the starting running back is for the Houston Texans. Now that's not the most juicy thing ever, but it's a starting running back. Like I, I, I just, it took me two draft picks to get one RB one for an offense, right? 
So, and that, and that's fine. I'll take that. And in these rounds, like it was between these two guys and Jameson Williams. And I'm looking at my draft. I'm going, okay, I have Burks. I have Hopkins. I have Watson. I have Keenan Allen. I'm only struggling at the receiver position through week six. And I am fully confident that I'll be able to make the playoffs like with this team. So I don't need to go and force a receiver when I could have an RB one for an offense. It it just makes more sense to draft them there. There are guys who I actually wanted to get there that I I don't because this falls to me this way. But um, there's a lot of hype around Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack. Look, a couple looks solid in the starts that he did have this year with with the Colts. Like he had a couple solid carries. He was pretty efficient. Like two years removed from the Achilles injury. Like it's it should be a bounce back year for him. And yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah. No. And but again, you're throwing darts at this point. If you could throw two darts to get one potential top 35 running back, right? That's a running back three and 12 teamers, right? That's that's great. I would do that with my last two picks. Jahan Dotson, Jacoby Myers. I'm going to get the best stack of this draft. How about Russell Wilson and Tim Patrick? Uh, no analysis. <laughs> Moving on. Tyler, you're on the clock. So right before we started recording, I go, hey, Lucas, did you know that Tyler Higby was a top 10 tight end before he missed uh, two games last year? I said I did. And uh, see, here's the thing. Cole Komet's not the safest thing in the world. So I I really, really, really could go Tyler Higby here just to, you know, have some insurance flexibility. But I'm not because there's a running back that will get at least two games starting this year because the starting running back will miss two games. I'm going to take Daryl Williams Chase Edmonds was relevant even with James Conner last year with PPR upside. Darrell Williams scored based off of receiving work last year in fantasy. And as my last pick, I love it. There's there's a role. There's a role for him there. We don't know how big or small it will be, but there is. With no Chase Edmonds, there is a role. And again, to get that in the 12th round, I like that. Njoku, Rondale Moore, Cameron, final pick of the draft. I'm going to go with a guy who has a wide receiver two came in who I'm actually kind of high on, but absolutely stunk last year. And that's Van Jefferson. Mm. Um, he's wide receiver three in an offense. that's going to score a lot of touchdowns. Um, be my wide receiver five. There's a chance that he could split with Allen Robinson. Like Allen Robinson isn't for sure. Like still going to be a thing. He could very well just be done. Um, I do think that he's going to be, Allen Robinson's going to be good this year. But might as well take the flyer with the last pick of the draft on Van Jefferson there. Yeah, I don't don't mind that. They're throwing darts. I think we've said that for about the 80th time. I like that pick. Let's uh, let's quick recap the teams for the listeners, uh, and then we can wrap it out here. Cameron, uh, since you're the one-on-one, I'll let you start us off. Sure. My QB was Matt Stafford. Um, my two starting running backs here, CMC and Leonard Fournette. Wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, tight end Mark Andrews. I got Kareem Hunt at the flex on my bench. I got Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Olave, Ronald Jones, Rashad White, and Van Jefferson. Love it. Tyler, at the 104, your team was? Yeah, I got Tom Brady as my starting quarterback, Austin Eckler and Zeke as my running backs, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, and Cortland Sutton as my wide receivers and flex. Cole Komet's my starter at tight end. And then on my bench, I got Daryl Williams and AJ Dillon for backup running backs. Oh, and also Michael Carter. And then uh, Tyler Boyd and Christian Kirk as backup wide receivers. Russell Wilson at quarterback, 105 for me. Russell Wilson at quarterback. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, two running backs. T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks. Zach Ertz at tight end. Brees Hall at the flex, who I would also kind of switch out with Amon Ra. I'd probably prefer to start Amon Ra there for the season at least. Russell Gage, Alexander Madison as the handcuff. Naeem Hines and Tim Patrick as some insurance picks in the later rounds. And Max, you said you're going to draft the best team and smoke us all. Um, it's exactly what I did. It's exactly <laughs> what I did. Um, I, I promised and I delivered. I, I went into the draft and in a 12-team league, running backs are the most scarce thing out there. They yep. are the hardest position to fill. And the deep position is the receiver position. There are 45 receivers that you can feel good about starting in fantasy football. Yep. I have three of them. Um I have two elite running backs, two guys who could both finish top five. One guy did finish top five. The other guy was top five in points per game. So um, I have two guys who have now great offensive lines who are in offenses that will give them the ball a lot and have receiving upside that have touched on upside as well. I have a guy in Keenan Allen who's a surefire hit for 
100 receptions, 1,100 yards, and probably eight touchdowns. He has Justin Herbert at quarterback. I have Darren Waller, who I will look to trade if this if this theoretically was a real league, because I don't believe in him. But I'll, I'll let him get 19 targets in week one again, and then I'll package <laughs> him for like Dalton Schultz and extra players. I went out and I got a stack with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins because you need a stack in fantasy football to have upside. Um, I look at my receivers. It's obviously the weakest part of my team, but I feel like at least comparing to your guys' teams, I feel like when it comes to running back, I feel like I wipe. I feel like when it comes to um, depth at quarterback, I feel like I wipe and it stacks. I wipe. The only person who has a better positional advantage than me is Cameron at tight end with Mark Andrews. And I think yeah. the the drop off there from Darren, from Mark Andrews to Darren Waller is, is a pretty solid drop off, but he also went 17, 18 picks later. I like my depth. I think Rashad Penny is a really great player in later rounds and is the RB one. He has a couple of big, big weeks. I gave myself the upside with these players that I got in my last five or six picks that if they have good weeks, I can sell high. And that's how I win leagues is I, I draft players that have an absolutely immense amount of upside and I sell high on them for sure. Fire hits and I go and stack a roster. So I feel good about it. I like Christian Watson, Aaron Rodgers stack, I like Kyler and D hop. Um, I like Terrell Burks in the, in the, in the eighth, in the almost eighth round. Like I, I feel great about it. And then the only thing I didn't do that I messed up tremendously, like I huge F up here was I didn't get Jamal Williams. I didn't get Shamaji P Ryan. The reason is I thought this draft was gonna be a little longer. I thought it'd be like 14 or 15 rounds. Oh, don't sure. know, no, no, why? I, I just, I just didn't look as my, it was my fault, not yours, but and I would have actually in that situation, I would have not taken Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack. Um, I yeah. would have taken Jamal Williams and Shamaji P Ryan. Cause I think it's more important to have my handcuffs than it is just some random depth pieces that are never going to play for me. Probably. Right, and theoretically, they would have another, like you said, another two, three picks going on in, in, in this draft. So, yeah, no, that is – I mean, those guys, Jamal Williams was probably – I don't even know, was he on the board at that point? I could go back. And no, he, he, his ADP was 173. Samaji Pierce was 223. So I had yeah. them I had them queued the entire time. I would have, yep. like, for sure got them in the 13th and 14th round. Like, those are my next picks. But yep. I, I yep. don't think any of you guys were looking at him. I don't, I yeah. don't think. Yeah, so I, – I always have yeah. the thought on Jamal Williams, but – I can never talk myself into taking him, but if you have DeAndre Swift on your team, I mean that Jamal Williams is a must-have. Must, I have to have him. Like it's not even. There's no nothing about it. No ifs ands or buts. Like if I don't get Jamal Williams, my team is screwed. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll let uh, we'll let the fans and the viewers decide who had the best team. Uh, if Max doesn't care, we'll throw his team up on socials tomorrow too, and we'll uh, we'll let we'll, we'll get a poll. Going. Let, you can let, you can find let that on TikTok. Insta. Let TikTok decide. Let Instagram decide. Whatever you guys want to do with it, you guys can put it anywhere. All right, you got it. We'll, I'm uh, confident we'll in that. <laughs> we'll put the poll up. We'll let we'll let the people decide. Uh, Max, thanks again for hopping on. Thanks for joining yep. us tonight. Uh, you're you're doing a ton with Underdog here. Uh, Want to at least give you a few seconds or anything to pitch anything that's going on with yeah. them. any any drafts you have coming up? Yeah. So I'm working with Underdog until the end of July. Um, and then contract is up with underdog. So work with them for the next month. But during that next month, I am going to host like over hundred fantasy football leagues. We have like around, around 50 right now that I've hosted. So those leagues are either $3 to join or $5. They're super cheap. Um, there's benefits joining the league besides just like joining a fantasy football league against people who actually want to try. Um, you get to play against me. I'll be in every single league. So if you think you can beat me, I dare you to try. I don't think you can. And two, um, there's a giveaway I'm going on with that, which is either tickets to an uh, NFL playoff game with you and your significant other, or you can come with me to a Cardinals one if they make it. Um, and, but sir, if you don't want to go with me, that's fine. You can go with your girlfriend or, or boyfriend or whatever, but, um, yeah, thousand dollars cash at Venmo and then a PS five, two controllers and a game of your choice. So like around a thousand dollar value, it costs $3 to join a league or $5 to join a league, depending on the day. And all you have to do though, to qualify for that is use my code, which is FFAZ, um, yeah, that's that's really it though, but it's super simple. Underdog is probably my favorite platform outside of Sleeper for for just for best ball stuff, but I feel pretty good about those. Um before we go, I do want to mention one thing that you guys didn't notice that you guys did. All of you guys took a running back in the RB dead zone. Every single one of you guys. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and in my opinion, I think that's a wasted pick. So I feel great about my draft. I'm ready to hear TikTok. <laughs> I, I'm ready to hear TikTok. Just let me know who won. I'm ready to hear TikTok. Just flame your guys' teams and just hype me up in the comments. I can already feel it. <laughs> well, that's good. We'll let the people decide. We'll let the people decide. Go get in on Max's best ball drafts. Max, when's your next one? Because I'm, uh, I've been meaning to hop in on, on a yeah, couple of those. There, yeah. There, so like how it works is like, there's always one going on. So like best ball drafts, um, like on underdog, whenever they, whenever the league fills is when the draft starts, right? Some people don't know that and they get confused and they auto draft. Whenever a draft fills, you have to like watch it. That's when it starts. So like the first link in my link tree in my bio, that's the link to join the most recent league. And that'll always be updated. So like there's one in there right now that like anybody could join. And then whenever it fills, the draft would start. So it's, it's 24 seven, really. Yep. 
hundred percent. And is that ah, not not a relevant question? Go get in on those. <laughs> I'm gonna get in on a few of those here in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, Max, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll close out the podcast here. Uh, make sure make sure to follow Max on all of his socials as well. Uh, Fancy Football AZ on tiktok uh i'll let you drop your other socials i think i could pull them up yeah. but you're, you're gonna be quicker I, I mean yeah i mean they're all they're all in that link tree in my in my tiktoks it's easier if you guys just go there but yeah go it's TikTok. yeah it's just easy if you guys do that there's no no reason to plug to but i mean if hey, have you guys have the, the viewers who are listening i mean ask yourself this question look look in the mirror next time you wake up in the morning you brush your teeth you get your morning routine done you you, you shower you shit you shave and look in the mirror and, and say did i buy did I buy the fancy fellas draft guy? Oh, <laughs> and if, and if the, if the, if the answer is no, there's an issue. There's, there's a genuine issue here. So we got to reevaluate. We got to do better as, as a fanciful community. So, so ask yourself that question. Now I feel like I have to plug yours. Max has his. You don't got to plug it. You don't got to plug it. You don't got to plug it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, FF fellows on Twitter, the FF fellows on Instagram, fantasy football fellows, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We're, uh, I'll check where we're at. Are we right around 85k on TikTok now? I, I yeah. lose count every day. Are, are you guys? You guys were, I feel like I just saw you guys at like 70k, so you guys are growing, huh? We're, uh, business is booming as Antonio Brown was 84k. Yeah, you guys are getting up there. We're, uh, we're, we're pushing out quality content. You guys, yeah. content. you guys are going to give me a run for my money pretty soon here. <laughs> oh, you still double us up, man. You still double <laughs> yeah. us up. So. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not uh, anymore. Fair, fair enough. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fancy Football Fellows Podcast. We will see you all next week with a couple of divisional breakdowns. Deuces. 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 Later.